the numbers all go to 11. Look, right across the board. Oh. 11, right. 11, and most of 11, the and then amps go up to 10. Exactly. Does that mean it's louder? Is it any louder? Well, it's one louder. These guys are 11. What up? <laughs> San Diego in the house. <laughs> Is this a rap concert? It, it could like, be. Oh my God. I wasn't oh, expecting man. I took a breath and I was like, okay. Well, and then you just hit us with that. I don't know. It could be. I, did you see everybody went to that Garth Brooks concert? I don't do country. Did I say Garth Brooks? Garth Brooks? Yeah, that's his. 50,000 people. Singular doppelganger. Not Brooks. <laughs> Garth Brooks. <laughs> The GB. Uh, that was the attendance record I heard. Really? For Petco he Park. He puts on a good show. So for those of you that have not been to San Diego, Petco Park is where our San Diego Padres play. Baseball. It is also rated the number one stadium in the U.S. Boom. Boom. There and you go. Garth Brooks <laughs> just played there. And I don't do country. You know what? I don't either, but I did do a Garth concert back in the day. When, how long? I oh got. I was probably in like fifth grade. But it was, it was pretty incredible. Was it? Yeah. yeah. He puts on a good show. All right. Well, we won't be uh, playing any Garth Brooks <laughs> song on the over, overdub <laughs> for this editing. But um, yeah, good times. Um, so we were on a roll. We were consistent. We got a little inconsistent for a week or two. We're not going to talk too much about it. Uh, but I just wanted to point that out. Thanks for sharing. That's great. <laughs> Pointing out that we're not perfect. Yeah. Well, continues, continues of, on. Kind of the point of this podcast is that <laughs> we don't want people to feel that you have to be perfect. We just want to say, Hey, there's some cool stuff out there. Let's try it. Yeah. Let's get, share our experiences and okay. knowledge and then that's it. And then you're done listening to this podcast. And there you go. At that point you've walked your dog, maybe you've driven <laughs> to work and off you go with your day. Get a little workout in. Yep. Um, so what's going on? We were talking a little bit about, uh, the world of COVID is, is kind of, I don't want to say coming to a close, but things are kind of getting normal. I mean, 50,000 people just went to a concert. So yeah, we're oh. starting to, starting to get back to normal, aren't look, we? Look at you tying it all in. Wow. <laughs> a little uh, bit didn't of even see that social interaction. Uh, yeah. So, uh, masks are off here in California. I don't know about the rest of the country, but masks are off here. Yep. Um, Big companies are telling people, time to come back to the office. Yeah. What do you think about that? I think they're going to get some pushback. Yeah. I've, I mean, probably by poor choice, but I've seen some TikTokers, you know, <laughs> posting some silly videos laying in bed, like, I'm not going back to work. I'm mm -hmm. working from home. And, you know, the, I don't know. There's this, like this... Um, I keep hearing people being like, well, nobody wants to work anymore. <laughs> I feel like that's something my grandpa's grandpa probably would have said. But if, have you heard that as much as I? There's ever? a Kim Kardashian video going around right now. And it's all about saying people need to put in hard work again. Oh, it's like, eh. and if I'm going to listen to career advice, <laughs> you're going to go to Kim, Kim K. Kimmy K. It's not West. She She's dropped that. Dropping some knowledge she, over there. She dropped the West out of her name. She's back to Kimmy K. Really? Yep. Wow. I See, follow the just tabloids closely. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, com companies are saying like, come on back. It's yeah. time. And you and I, it, got, it launched us into a discussion yeah. about the need for connection. Yep. And, you know, as a business owner, you own a business. I yep. own a business, except my business is a business of one. So I kind of have to lead myself <laughs> with, which quite frankly is actually challenging. Yeah. Um, but... 
uh, leading teams, leading businesses kind of will call, I don't want to say it's post COVID cause it's still raging out there, Yeah, but it's, it feels a little post COVID. Um, it's not the easiest task to get people engaged and get people back to the offices and lead teams. So I'm, I'm kind of curious, like, so during COVID, mm-hmm. what was your experience of leading your team and salespeople and managing the whole remote thing and, yeah. and that, like, what was that like? It was a challenge. It was, it's hard to feel like you're having really deep, influential conversations with your team and having that feeling of collaboration and being in something together. Yeah. Like being in a physical presence with, with your people just is something you can't replace. I'm a big believer in like energy and, and surrounding yourself with like-minded people and feeding off of each other. And when you're isolated at home, working from home, I mean, we were all put in circumstances where it's not something that we were used to and we, we had to adapt and we still had a great successful year. But I think we, we forget that need for that social interaction. Um, my favorite is when you're doing these zooms and you're talking about something really important and like people's cameras off Uh or like it accidentally comes on and they like have no shirt on and you're like, (laughs) Which I did see happen. So I was a part of a Zoom where someone decided to get romantic. Uh I I think we might have been on the same call, my friend. Yeah, Yeah. we should should tag him in our Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) We know who you are. We've seen some things. Yeah. Um, But... You know, it's, it's really tough. Like that wouldn't, that wouldn't happen at an in-person meeting. Right. You can't turn your camera off when yeah. you're in person. You've got to be. just check out. Now, you know, Sam in accounting at the end of the table, he can sit there and like check Instagram and be a little checked out, but at least you can be like, Hey Sam, I can see you, bro. Yeah. Like, yeah. Put the phone down. But with Zoom, you can't do that. I know. Or Microsoft Teams. Shout out. Sponsorship. <laughs> I think the the biggest challenge, though, now is people think they can get the job done at home. And I think as t- team leaders, we feel that need for that interconnectedness and just being able to make sure that we're staying on top of it and we're all kind of rowing in the same boat. And so I think we're going to see a little bit of a standoff going on right now for the year. Do you think people are more productive at home? I don't, I don't know if there's an answer to that. It depends on the person maybe, or like the type of job. Yeah. Um, I, I would say I'm a homebody. I enjoy being at home. I can successfully get my work done at home. I probably get more done in the office. It's, it's undistracted focused time to get your work done. Yeah. So I think there's too many distractions at home. I do too. I, it's tough. Dogs and kids and laundry and requests to take out <laughs> recycling and garbage that I wouldn't normally be yeah. doing. Um, I don't think people are more productive at home. I think they're getting the job done, but I don't think they're doing as much as they would be in the office. Okay. So we agree on that. Yeah. So that poses kind of a challenge then. Sure. Because if you own a business or you're, you know, in leadership role or management role in an organization Mm -hmm. and you are asking people to not just get the job done, but like excel in, in what it is that they do. And we kind of know that that's really like, how's that going to work? Right. I think it, I think there's advantages to having the opportunity to work from home here and there. I think that the reason people might be so hesitant is having some of that like family work life balance back 
And that's going to make a happier employee and that's going to make them more effective in their, their work. But if they are only working from home, isolating from the company, not connecting with the people that they're working with, then I think you lose the value of what they can bring to the office. So I think it's a weird, it's, you got to find that, that middle ground. Do you think accountability is kind of, is a piece of it? Like, because you know, they can, you know, people could really be anywhere. They could be like on a hike in the middle of the day. They could be, you know, they could get the work done at 10 at night. And for me, I'm okay with that. Like I'm okay with like, if it's getting done. Yeah. I think the challenge is, is the accountability of making sure you're getting the best performance out of your people. Yeah. I think that's where it falls off. Yeah. Big time. But I, so I, I know there's a lot of big corporations out there that are recruiting. A lot of companies are growing. And what I was just talking to a couple of friends, what we're seeing is these higher up hires are turning down job offers because they're not being offered to work remotely full time. So apparently there's still a sense of feeling out there that people want to be working from home all the time. You know what I'm better at when I work from home? <laughs> Video games, <laughs> guitar. Super Mario Brothers. Oh, no what? one plays that anymore. Maybe they do. Um, um, eating lunch. Yeah. My lunches are way healthier at home. <laughs> that's so not where I thought you were going no, with that. No, I'm way better at that. Me and too. And I'm really good at getting my laundry done. Yeah. And then my performance. It's, yeah, how does I mean, that help the It doesn't the because it doesn't because I am, I I'm a person that likes to collaborate. Mm-hmm. My best ideas Same. come from when I'm able to bounce ideas off other people. Yep. And like, I just did one, I just did a, a zoom this week with this new guy that got hired into a role and you know, we were kind of bouncing marketing ideas around and mm-hmm. it's like over zoom. It's not there, man. No. His kid was like coughing and like my dog's barking and <laughs> just like super distracted. And he's like, Oh, hold on, man. I'll be right back. And it's like, and you know, I, Think about there was a a Harvard study done about distractions Mm. and the gist of it to save everyone, you know, the whole story was that it takes your brain 15 minutes every time you task switch to Mm -hmm. get reset and refocused. Mm. So I'm thinking like work now, this is not to say that there's not like tons of distractions at work, but if you can close your door and you can just like really be in like work mode. Yeah. I think that's less than at home when you're like golden, golden doodles, like licking your ear. Gross. Right? <laughs> what, your dog doesn't lick your ear? No. What? Just yours. Just, just me? That's that's great. Yeah. He sits on the back of the couch and every oh so God, often I just get a little so lick of the <laughs> But But I'm thinking, I'm like, okay, so that call was a perfect example with this guy. It's like, we're sitting there and his kids and he's distracted. So that mm-hmm. means that that takes that dude 15 minutes to get his head back into our conversation. Then yeah. I've got the dog licking my ear. So that's like 15. So it's like in an hour, it's like, what are we, how much productivity and yeah. like, are we lo- probably a lot? Yeah. I think that's a good point. I think the the biggest challenge is the distraction aspect because you can't really know what somebody's environment is when you're doing everything virtually. Yeah. So they could be, you know, driving carpool and taking your car and distracted with kids in the background. And like, that's not going to help your business side Mm -mm. excel and be 
at its best self when your employees are doing multiple things at once. Lots of multitasking out there, I'm guessing. Uh, Yeah. And multitasking, which was part of that study, shows that it just, it doesn't work well. Mm -mm. It's just, you underperform. They did it like they were like stacking pennies. I don't remember what it was. I'll find it. But um, So what do you do if your employee just doesn't care though, right? You're like, I'm getting, I'm checking the box. Yeah. Getting the job done. Yeah. I think going on my hikes. That's like the $100 billion question is like, if they're fulfilling the role of the job, they're doing enough. You're not not firing them at this point. Um, I think it's about drawing them in with connection, which I think is where this conversation kind of jumped off for us Yep, is that bringing value in, in a different way, like not, I don't think that everyone's necessarily motivated by compensation. That's been kind of a proven thing or like more money doesn't equal more happiness. For sure. Right. So I think it's about bringing them into other parts of the business in terms of, um, like we talked about, you know, events or Mm -hmm. reasons to come to the office that are more motivating than sitting at home and eating a Cheeto. Like, you know what I mean? So, um, you know, I think a big thing right now is getting people together. And I know that's that's kind of a hot lava and just depends where you are at, I guess, yeah. in the country or in the world. But, you know, if there's a reason for somebody to come in and maybe it's a growth opportunity that they can learn something or maybe it's getting together with their colleagues. Yeah. Like to me, that's like the first big thing mm-hmm. is getting people incentivized to get social again. Because quite honestly, one of the things that I think about that I'm worried about is like people's social well, or uh, mental welfare. For sure. Like being, working from home, isolating yourself. We're social human beings. Like mm-hmm. that's so isolating and depressing. I like people probably don't even realize they're feeling depressed or not themselves. Cause we've been in this for a couple of years now, but if you're not getting any form of social interaction and I'm not a very social person, but I have come to realize I really feed off of that connectedness. Mm -hmm. And like you said, like collaborating with others, sharing ideas, like having a good conversation can be so fulfilling and really bring positive energy back into your life. So these poor people probably don't even realize that's what they're experiencing. So I don't know if you remember pre COVID, it was a while ago. Um, (laughs) but like in the last decade, there was, there was a really big push for like mental wellness in the workplace, Mm -hmm. like, you know, better work environment, better yeah. culture, happy, right? For sure. I feel like that got kind of like scorched during COVID. Yeah. And now people have convinced themselves that, okay, well, me working from home in this isolated environment where I'm less connected is somehow better. It's like, it literally goes against everything right. that corporations, I think, and, and business mm. owners were working towards over like, I don't know, last 10, 20 years. Yeah. So it's like, I'm having a really tough time with that because I'm thinking about the mental health aspect of it. It's like, like you said, we're social creatures. We, you know, we thrive on energy, we thrive on connection. And then to go into an environment where you don't see other humans, or maybe it's just your own, you know, family, you don't have like, like that I think could be really toxic. And I've heard a lot about it. I mean, there's a lot of like mental illness issues out there because of what people have gone through, through COVID. Right. I think about even like, I, I know some stay at home moms and dads and they're, they feel like their brain's going to mush cause they're just talking to kids and doing the ABCs and not getting out and having like good social conversations with other adults. Yeah. That's probably the same kind of feeling. It's like, you need to get out and yes, you're talking about business and maybe having calls from home, but that 
you know, making eye contact and like being in the vicinity of another human being is irreplaceable. So I think, I think we're going to see a lot of businesses going flex. I think it's going to be a combination. Yeah. So on the topic of, you know, like as a business owner, getting people back in, as you were saying that, um, you know, I thought the education piece, like I think people kind of innately want to grow. Yep. You know, personally or professionally or whatever, like as a business owner, if you were to offer your your people, your employees, your team members, however you want to call it, um, offer them education opportunities to come in, mm-hmm. but don't offer it up on Zoom. Right. You know, don't give don't give the, the options. Like, yeah, kind of. It's like the, the, <laughs> the little the, the carrot. The carrot. <laughs> yeah, come into the office and you can learn. Yeah. Um, what do you think about compensation models that? that benefit people coming in versus remote? Because I've heard a lot about that lately where there's different compensation structures based on whether really? or not. Yeah. And so, they're paying more if you'll come in. Yeah. So Google, Google, I mean, Google is one of them. And it so, makes sense because I mean, just math itself, if you're commuting and you're driving your car and you're paying for gas, you should be paid more. I mean, it's going to be an additional expense for somebody, right? Mm-hmm. Also, if you're coming in, you probably need childcare if you were watching your kids from home and working at home, right? Yeah. So your expenses probably go up. So it makes sense. Do you like it as an, as a solution? Um, I don't know. I mean, I think I, it makes sense to me. It does make sense. At the same time, it's kind of, it's, it's puts you in a funny spot because that's, you're paying somebody more to do what we were doing two years ago. (laughs) So it's just kind of, it's like, we're kind of reinventing what businesses look like now, what the workplace looks like. Yeah. And I don't think going backwards is a good option. Like, I don't think the kind of, like you said, I don't think they're saying, okay, everyone has to come back in this. Like, I don't think, I don't think it's going to work. It's not realistic. I don't think it's realistic. And I don't think, you know, I don't think it's, I think we learned a lot in COVID, like, yeah. like your industry specifically, like, do you remember before COVID the idea of showing a property on zoom yeah. or doing a, like a consultation, a first time consultation with a client we over never zoom? Did it. Never did it. We were too fearful. Yeah. We were just like, people didn't know the technology. We were like, you know, scared the client wouldn't know. Like right. e- even if we knew we were worried that they didn't know now everyone kind of knows. Yeah. And so we've kind of had this like forced technology Learning elevation curve, yeah. Of, of, yeah, <laughs> right. It's like a forced learning curve. Um, so now I'm thinking about, I'm like, okay, so now that's good. Now it's like actually a benefit to corporations because there's more ways that things can get done. Yes. So it feels very, um, it feels like the wrong direction to force everyone back in. Mm. But at the same time, like I kind of like the idea of offering compensation for those that are willing to come back into the office because one, what you said, you know, gas, childcare, mm-hmm. those are kind of the obvious. The other part is, is that if you know that if you feel confident, I guess you should say, if you feel confident that you can get better performance out of people, mm-hmm. you're going to benefit as a business owner. Totally. And so it's kind of a exchange of, it's like, you know, it's like, it's, it's a negotiation. It's, it's it coming is. together yeah. to, to benefit both. So I personally like it. Now, is it legal? I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea if that's legal. I mean, yeah, I don't see why it wouldn't be if it's just We're a just different type of job description. You're paying for legal advice out on this podcast. Know. 
But it, it, it does make sense. I mean, if, if that is of a higher value to a company, if you're going to get higher performance out of your employees, which will result in more income for the company, then you're willing to pay a little more for that person to be in the physical office. Yeah. I was thinking about, uh, before the podcast, we were talking a little bit and you shared the Ritz Carlton thing and I'll let you handle it here in a second. But I was thinking about as a business owner, you know, okay, so you host events and kind of just, you know, opportunities for people to get together, Mm -hmm. maybe offer some education Mm -hmm. to allow people to be incentivized to come in and grow. Right. You, maybe it's actual compensation incentivization to have people come back. You brought up one that I thought was really a good, um, a good idea as a business owner in terms of building stronger culture so that people want to come back in. So it's kind of loosely tied, but share, share the part about um, Ritz Carlton and kind of what they're doing with their customer service. And it got me thinking, I'm like, if you implement that into your company culture, it's going to implement. You can do it anywhere. You can do it anywhere. Yeah. That's right. I mean, it should be almost a way of life. So uh, some, some of you might've heard of this, but the Ritz Carlton implements what's called the 10, five way. And the rule of thumb is if any of their employees are within 10 feet of another person, it could be another employee or customer, anybody, you're supposed to smile at them. And then if you get within five feet of that person, you say hello. And just by doing that and just by smiling and just by acknowledging somebody else as you're passing them, it created a higher customer retention. It increased the happiness levels of those employees And it brought in more income into the company because there was higher customer satisfaction. Mm -hmm. So I was reading an article. There's a guy uh, by the name of Sean Aker, and he has a book called The Happiness Advantage. He took this same idea and implemented it in a hospital because hospitals are looked at as sad places Mm -hmm. where people are sick. I mean, just not a negative space, not a positive space to go into. And again, just by doing that, they saw the same results. They saw higher patient satisfaction, happiness levels by employees and customers went up. And they even noted that it became an expected cultural thing that even when uh, their clients would come into the hospital, they would already start by smiling and saying hello because they knew that was the culture of that that place. So if you took that and implemented that into your office space, or even, you know, I mean, I, my dad, my dad can talk to anybody. He's probably, he does this innately without even knowing, but he will smile, talk to anybody, probably makes their day. And by just doing that makes him happier as well. Yeah. So if you start to pick up that habit of just making it a thing where you're always going to smile at somebody or say hello, it actually has a crazy ripple effect that that study was able to show. Yeah. So that's what got me thinking. I'm like, okay, as a business owner, if you start weaving those kind of things into your culture, if yeah. people's satisfaction rate of being at work is a better positive experience, right? they're more likely to come back into the office. Yeah. You don't want to go back to the office if you're going to get stuck behind a cubicle and not talk to anybody and you that's feel right. like you could be doing it from home. That's right. So you have to build a positive culture. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah, but, but sometimes I think we lose sight of that. Like we get really focused on the performance, the sure. results, the numbers, the bottom line. And, and sometimes the obvious things are, well, maybe we should just work on building human connection. So people actually freaking want to like drive in and be here, <laughs> right. right. Rather than having like the dude that looks like I'm he's going to shoot the plate at, place up yeah. and be like, Oh God, you know, yeah. Willie's at work today. Everyone go home. We don't want that guy here. <laughs> and if you have a Willie, he probably shouldn't be with you. That's company. right. Yeah. You might want to rethink his, uh, his employment right status. Um, <laughs> the other thing I was thinking about is, 
you know, what are the things that are drawing people away from being connected with work? Like, you know, the obvious is like their physical location. And yeah, that's so a big one. thinking about, you know, what you offer to folks um, in the company in terms of how you deliver messages, you know, the way in which like, if everything's always done through email, right? right? Then people will always be in their email. If everything's mm. always done through Zoom, then, you know, that's going to be the standard for the company. But it's like, what about implementing things like a phone call? Yeah. You know, if you have to deliver a message as a business owner, rather than shooting the email or shooting the text that brings people into an isolating place like their phone, mm. call. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's a good point. Right? Yeah. I mean, I think it's become such a habit to type up an email and move on. It's quick. It's easy. It's, you can predict the time it's going to take for you to, to do that, but. Or, I, or offer the meeting up, say, Hey, yeah. Christina, like, you know, I'd love to meet with you for an hour. If you can come in, you know, we have some stuff to talk about mm-hmm. versus shooting an email with a bunch of bullet points or even zoom, like, you know, zooms still not convinced on that. Yeah. I think everybody's a little zoomed out. Yeah. Totally <laughs> zoomed out. I sat on zoom on Wednesday this week yeah. from 9am to 5pm with 15 minute breaks between calls. Ugh. Awful. That's brutal. I was so zapped at the end of the day. Like it's I, terrible. I had a presentation with my networking group and I love them all, but you can tell when their eyes are looking off a little bit and they're checking their email as you're, you're talking or uh, you can see their eyes looking down. They're probably looking at their phone and yeah. it's just, it's not forcing you to be in a room and having dedicated time to connect with each other. Yeah. And there were, I would think I was offering something of value that they might've been able to utilize, but you know, we get distracted yeah. and it's easier to do that when you're just looking at a screen. So I do don't know. You, so kind of last part, um, tying up, do you think, and I think you do because we've kind of done the whole freaking <laughs> podcast about it, but like, <laughs> But like scale of one to 10 or, or however you want to measure it, like how important is the connection piece in the work environment in terms of attracting talent and keeping talent? Because you'd said, hey, some people are denying jobs mm-hmm. because their inability to work remote. Right. Right. And I think that also might just come down to the type of business that they're in. And maybe they don't feel the need for that social connectivity to be successful. I don't know. I can't really speak to that. But I know for my business, it is very collaborative. And I know that we get a lot more done and we have great ideas that we implement when we all get together in one room. But do you think that if you, I guess what I'm saying is like, do you think that if your company becomes known for being connected mm-hmm. that way, are you able to attract better talent? Oh, maybe in spite of their desire to not be there. Potentially. Yeah. Potentially. That's kind of what I was thinking. Yeah. And I think the it's still out for, you know, to see what's going to happen. Yeah. I think everybody's literally going through this right now yeah. and trying to figure out what is it going to look like going forward? And I don't think there's a right answer. Well, the good news is we gave you some good ideas. So <laughs> there you go. You're welcome. Take that You're check wel- and cash it. You're welcome, Google. Yeah. All right. So, um, so <laughs> recap. So, you know, hosting events, getting reasons to get people together, um, you know, uh, offering up growth or educational opportunities in person only don't offer up the digital option. Love that. Compensation. Yep. Offer up the 10, five rule, 10, five implementing better culture. Yeah. Yeah. Get better culture. Incentivize. Yeah. Bring value to your employees. Yep. And 
I think by doing that and as people start to come back in, they're going to realize how much they missed it. Yeah. Do you, so we, you've been in the office a little more. I've been in the office a little more. Do you like it better? Yeah. I love it. Me too. It's such a good balance. Yeah. Now I do work from home a couple hours here and there, but I think that's, I but think having that's that flexibility nice. is what's, I think what everybody is going to find. I yeah. think you've got to find that balance. It frees you up to do things with family. But then when I'm here, I'm giving 150% to my business. Yeah. So I think it's, people are going to find that flex. I love schedule. it. I, I love do it. Too. All right. Good podcast. Love it. Um, <laughs> I, lo- I love it. I love our own advice. What? What? <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, this was fun. Garth Brook. Yeah. You haven't checked him out. Yeah. He's check this out new some guy Garth. In town. Good, Garth Brook. Good old Garth Brook. I heard he's very punctual, by the way. Very starts on time, ends on time. Yeah. That's about right. Yeah. I think he like pops out of the stage or something. I don't know. He puts on a whole act. That's great. <laughs> cool. I'll never know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Cool. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, as always, send us your requests for things you want us to chat about. And until then, we'll catch you next time. See you on the flip side. Oops. <laughs> Later. <laughs>